everybody. Welcome again to the C3 Students Team Podcast. Uh, today it's me, Ryan, and... Grace. And Madeline. So today's episode um, is, is about a specific topic that and we've talked about in trainings. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but I thought to get started today we'd find out um, what each of our team who's here today had for breakfast. So I'd love to hear what you had for breakfast today. I just had a muffin. What kind of muffin? It, my mom made uh, these like gluten-free banana blueberry muffins, and they're really good. Yeah. You didn't bring any? <laughs> no. Grace. <laughs> I had coffee Ooh. with yeah. a little bit of light cream and a little bit of French vanilla creamer. Yeah. Did Grace's but, mom make that for you, too? <laughs> unfortunately not. <laughs> I had to get that myself. I also had coffee. And then in the office, we've had these little like Kellogg's breakfast bars on the carts that are yes. like mini Pop-Tarts. Ew. So I've, they taste just like Pop-Tarts, but healthier. And I've been sneaking those in the mornings. That's been my go-to <laughs> breakfast. That's what I had again today. Strawberry today. I think yesterday was blueberry. So you're stealing from the church. I'm not stealing from the church. Oh, okay. You might have to edit that part out. Yeah, but. maybe. <laughs> that was just um, a media you comment. So today, again, we're going to be talking about uh, the topic of three hertz. Um, and if you've been a part of our team, you've probably heard that phrase before. If you're new to the team, this is an excellent opportunity to listen to this just to kind of get your radar into what we're talking about. Uh, but the three hurts are three specific ways that students either could be getting hurt or hurting other people, and they're things that need to be reported. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I thought what we'd do is each one of us will introduce one of the three different hurts, and then we'll spend some time talking about um, maybe how you respond, what to look for, and then some experiences that we may have each had in our group or in our ministry over the years. So, Grace, I don't know if you want to jump into it for us. Yeah, so one of the first ones is if students hurt themselves. Um, if a student shares that they are hurting themselves, you want to make sure to just let them know that they're not alone in this and that you're going to walk through it with them. Um, it's always helpful to be compassionate whenever a student shares something about hurting themselves. Uh, usually that comes from a place of uh, just hurt inside of themselves. And so you want to make sure they know that they're not alone and that they're also not broken. Um, I think sometimes it's really easy for kids to feel like their situation is hopeless, even when they're bringing you in to whatever situation they're going through. Um, they might just feel like nothing's ever going to change or they're never going to feel any better. So it can be really helpful to just remind them that they're not broken and that you're really thankful that um, they are trusting you. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good to remember that as we talk about each category, they're actually kind of broad. So when we say hurting themselves, that can mean a lot of different things. Um, so it might be a student that comes to you and says that they have been, like, cutting themselves. Um, that would count. Or a student says maybe they are using an illegal substance to hurt themselves, and any illegal substance is hurting them. Uh, maybe it's even a student that's talking to you about suicide. And then even a step back from all of this is we take all of it seriously. So I know in my experience I've had students in different groups that will say um, – make a comment that they are hurting themselves, and I know they're joking, but we take it just as serious. Uh, because we never know if there's a student in the group that is struggling with self-harm, and another student jokes about doing it, uh, they've just devalued what this other student is going through. And then that other student may not want to talk about it again. So we take even joking about any of these three hurts as serious as we do somebody actually experiencing one of the three hurts as well. I don't know, Matt, if you have any other kind of thoughts about specifically this topic of students who are hurting themselves. Um, I think the biggest thing is being there for them, like 
knowing that someone's there when you feel like no one can understand what you're going through is a really big deal for the person that's in that situation. So I think if nothing else, like care for them in the way that they needed to be cared for. Um, the other thing is, um, I'll have to add this part out because my brain just stopped working. That's okay. What was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, so the other thing with any of these also is when students are coming to tell you these things, part of what they may say to you first is like, hey, Madeline, Grace, I would like to tell you something. Can you promise not to tell anybody? And the answer to that is no. Um, a lot of our groups have different like um, rules we've made or agreements where what we stay in group stays, what we say in group stays in group, and that's a really healthy thing. And that's about protecting the um, vulnerability, the um, confidentiality of your group with students. But if a student says, "Hey, I need to tell you something. You promise not to tell anybody," your answer needs to be no, and you can explain it because there are some things that if you tell me, I got to make sure you get the help you need. And what I have found is when it comes to these three things. Students will always still tell you because if they get to the place where they're sitting down across from you and saying, hey, I need to tell you something, they need to tell you. And you saying, hey, I can't promise that, they're still going to talk. Usually the things that they might back off of, it's like they're talking about a boyfriend or a girlfriend, like something that's not as important. They're like, well, then I'm not going to tell you right now. It's like, I'm sorry. Uh, but for these things, almost every time a student has still told me, told another leader, because they know they need help and they are reaching out for help. And they are willing to talk to you about it still. Um, so the first hurt, if a student is hurting themselves. And sometimes there's signs that you might not even, they might not verbalize it to you, but you might see signs that a student is hurting themselves. And it gives you like a red flag that there's a three hurt happening. I don't know if you guys can think about any of those signs you might see outside of a student telling you. Sometimes them joking about it. Like I know we talked about sometimes they just joke. Um, but sometimes that joking can be an indication that they are doing that and they're just trying to find some other way to kind of let it out without saying, like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, oftentimes I've heard when um, kids are struggling with depression or even struggling with thoughts of hurting themselves, they'll say things like, um, oh, man, I just want to die or... Um, like, they'll, yeah, they'll joke about killing themselves. And those are things that, like, sometimes it's really easy for a group to try and laugh off. But if that happens often, it even if it just happens once, it's really important to address that and not have that become, um, like, a common phrase used within your small group because then it does diminish um, if someone else is feeling that or struggling with that. It diminishes what they're going through, like Ryan had talked about before. And so it's important to have conversations even about those things, which could just be a sign and not necessarily mean anything's happening, but it's important to address every little one. Withdrawal and isolation are big signs too, um, especially for a kid who was not like that before, um, but starts to become that way. It can indicate that something's going on there. So, I mean, um, just big changes in behavior. So if a student is really outgoing and all of a sudden is withdrawn, isolated. Um, another thing for like physically hurting themselves is how they dress. So if it's hot in the summer and students are always wearing long sleeves to cover up and they're very self-conscious about parts of their body being exposed that would normally be exposed, um, that can just be a red flag. And as leaders, 
part of our job is to build relationships with students and to get to know them and their habits and how they behave. And when we notice those things, we can be bold. So if you notice a change in behavior or a change in dress that is just out of character for a student, um, we can ask. So they may never come to you and say, hey, this is what I'm doing to myself. But if you see enough signs and red flags, it gives you the permission as their leader to go and say, hey, I've noticed these things. I'm concerned about you. Is everything okay? And sometimes the just being noticed or heard or cared for is enough for them to come to you and let you know, yes, there is something happening. I'm glad you noticed. Also in a group, another way you can just be aware of what's happening is through other students in the group. I know I've had opportunities or instances in our ministry where a student did not tell me they were harming themselves, but another student told me that a student was harming themselves because maybe they were told in a conversation and they are worried for a friend. We've also had instances where a student in our ministry told us about a student outside of our ministry that was hurting themselves. And we'll respond the same way, which we'll talk about responding at the end of this, how we respond to all of these. But uh, we are required to respond even in those situations. So that first one, and they're not in any specific order, is the first hurt we're looking for are students that are hurting themselves. Um, Madam, what about our next one? So our next hurt is hurting others. Um, I mean, it can be verbally, it can be physically, it can be bullying, cyberbullying. Um, there are a lot of different ways that a student can be hurting someone else. Um, some big things in how we respond is letting them know that you're thankful that they're even trusting you with this information. Um, and then letting them know that telling someone and admitting what they've been doing is a really big step in growth. Um, letting them know that they are more than just their behavior, um, that this thing is not what defines them. And letting them know that you still see them for the way that God made them, not just through this lens. Um, it's also important to tell them that they kind of need to understand and really dig into why they've been doing this. Um, because if they don't know why they're doing it and what their root issue is, they're never going to be able to change that. Um, it's also really important to then talk or encourage them to talk with that person um, on the other end of it, they can have a deadline for this where you say, hey, you need to talk to this person and make things right by this day. If you've not talked to them at this point, I'm going to step in or we're going to bring X, Y, and Z in um, to help this happen because sometimes they will not do that on their own. <laughs> they kind of need that push um, and pressure of a deadline to take these steps that will ultimately help them grow. And I think that's true for also if a student shares that they're hurting themselves. It can be really important to, depending on the severity, um, kind of help them with coming up with a deadline for things. Like, hey, you need to talk with your parent by this point, or giving them the opportunity to open up first to that person that it's who it's important for them to know. and. Uh, if they don't to step in or even if they do and they say hey I told my mom about this thing that we talked about making sure to check in and 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 ensure that that step has been taken can also be extremely important just helping make sure that your student is cared for um, 
when you hear that a student is potentially hurting somebody else or is planning to hurt somebody else, we do have a responsibility to kind of act in those situations. And again, at the end of all this, we'll talk about our bigger responsibility in the three hurts um, as a church and as leaders. Uh, but I, I've always think about it like this. If a student were to come to me in a group and say, hey, there's a kid at school that's just been pushing my buttons and I'm planning on fighting them tomorrow. I'm planning on beating this kid up after school and I don't do anything about it, maybe because this kid typically isn't angry. So I don't think they're actually going to do it or they're all talk. So they're not going to do it. And then they go through with it and we knew about it. How would we feel that we didn't step in or there is a responsibility that we could get in trouble. We'll talk about that later. Um, I know there's been too many incidents in our country where students have hurt other people and somebody knew and didn't talk about it. And it could have been prevented if someone who knew at least said something. And again, in these situations, this might be the most uncommon one of the three hurts that we're gonna hear about, but it does happen. And a lot of these I've heard through another student where a student comes to me and says, hey, I need to let you know, these two people are probably gonna fight or this person said they're gonna do something to somebody else, or this person has been hurting somebody else, um, and I need to let you know. And usually that's because a friend knows that's something you need to talk about, but they don't know where to go, and it's our responsibility to step in there as well. Um, I think one thing Madeline said that is huge uh, for any of these, but specifically this, is there's sometimes a fear that they're gonna get in trouble or be viewed differently because of what they are doing or have done. And it's not our job to tell them they're not gonna get in trouble because they may get in trouble. They, they probably will in some form. But it's our job to not let them know that there's something wrong or less than. Um, less, they are less than because of what they've done to come alongside and to walk with them. And it, it's hard. There may be something they have done or told you they're that you just disagree with and you are appalled by it. Uh, but it's not our job to do that. One thing for all of these, again, is when we first hear this stuff, one of our first jobs is to freak out on the inside and not the outside. Because you might hear something that a student is doing to somebody else or has done or something that's happened to them and you want to like visibly freak out and yell and like cry and all this stuff. And the first thing you do is kind of keep that in. You don't want them to be pushed back anymore by what they've done. There might be places for all of these for you to mourn with them, to cry with them, and it shows that you care and you're experiencing it with them. But the first thing we do is kind of keep our freak out inside and not let it come out. So it keeps them talking and communicating in any of these situations. Any other thoughts about those? That specific hurt? So the last one, we've talked about um, students hurting themselves, hurting somebody else, or the last one is when students are being hurt by others. Um, I think Students hurting themselves and students being hurt by others is probably the main two we're going to hear or interact with um, more than anything. And I think one of the first things, again, freak out on the inside and not the outside and let a student know they're not alone. Um, the number of students that are hurt by other people is huge. And there's a lot of different ways. It could be physically, sexually, emotionally. And usually when that's happening, students feel like it, they're all by themselves, that it's just them. They have to keep it a secret. They don't talk about it. So if they are, it is a huge thing. And let them know that they are not alone. Thank them for um, talking to you, that you are a safe person and you're glad they did. You are proud of them for talking to you and that you can get through it together. Um, and then listen. Uh, let them talk. Let them share what's happening. Um, I know, again, in my time here at CCC, this has probably been the one that I've heard the most where students are being hurt by other people. Um, so they're the three big hurts, and a lot of how we respond is the same across all of them. And one thing I'll say right away is it's not our job to investigate. So a student comes to you and says, hey, 
um, I've been hurting myself or I'm going to hurt someone or someone's been hurting me. I know because we care about them so much, we want to jump in sometimes into like Sherlock Holmes mode and like start to look for more signs. Like, well, you're trying to like get a sneak up their sleeve or trying to see if there's bruises or you're like trying to like get their phone and see if there's anything. Now, that is not our job to investigate. Our job as small group leaders is to care for them and respond in the moment. And then that other stuff we hand off to somebody else. Uh, but our first job is not to investigate. Um, the other thing we all need to do is there is a responsibility to report what is happening. So for all of these, as small group leaders, you are expected to take what you hear and bring it directly to me. So as a paid um, worker with uh, adolescents in the state of Maryland, I am a mandatory reporter. So all of these things, these three things, I have to report to the state. So as a small group leader, if a student tells you they are thinking about harming themselves, hurting themselves, and you bring it to me, I report that to the state. That is my job. If you come and tell me a student is thinking about shooting their school tomorrow because they were slighted in some way, and you tell me I am mandatory, I'm a mandatory reporter and I have to turn that in. The same goes if someone says they're being hurt by somebody. Um, I have to report that. Unfortunately, it's not our job to do anything after that once it's reported. As a small group leader, you continue to care and follow up and talk to them and keep communication open. If anything changes in the communication, you'd report that to me as well. But it's not our job to make sure the police get involved. It's not our job to make sure the school gets involved. We report it. And then the state is trained to do what they believe is the best thing to do in every situation. So they may intervene but they might not intervene. They may keep a file and record of things that are reported about a specific student or family, and after enough reports, they may intervene, or if they believe there's enough cause for them to intervene, they might intervene as well. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about any of that. That's a no, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Um, the other thing is reporting can be anonymous. so. I think um, sometimes as small group leaders, I've felt this before, a student tells me something and I don't want to break the trust. So it was reported to the me and I will never go back and tell that student you're the one that said. Um, there's also like if a student is talking to you about something, other people probably know. So there is this sense of you're not the only person probably knows what's happening. You might be one of a very small group of people that know that a student is hurting themselves or being harmed by somebody, but you're probably not the only one. So if it's reported and it gets back to them because the counselor at school talks to them or a police officer talks to their family, it was not, doesn't come down on your shoulders. And if it does, who cares? I remember a really early on story. We had a student um, that was in a situation where they were going to harm themselves and somebody else, uh, and it was reported to me. And the small group leader is really nervous uh, because they didn't want to lose a friendship or relationship with a student that they had built. Um, and there was a sense that I was nervous, too. I didn't want to have the student not trust me when I had to call their parents. And we followed kind of what Grace and Madeline said earlier. We made a deadline that the student had to let their parents know something by a certain date. And if they did not, I would get involved. Well, they did not let their parents know. And I reported it to their parents and Child Protective Services. And then everybody got involved. And that student... Um, was very angry with me, um, very, very angry, to the point where 16 years later, that student has not talked to me. I still know their family, but that student has not talked to me in over 16 years. But something was prevented that could have been much worse. And I'm so glad that I reported that a small group leader did, and we are where we're at now than where we could have been. 
the students still talk to that small group leader. In fact, they have an incredible relationship because they know the leader cared for them. They're mad at me, and I'm totally okay with that. I'd rather have that student be mad at me for the rest of their life than have a negative outcome um, come out later down the road. I don't know if you guys just have any overall thoughts. Again, this is a big topic. This is not like a one-time thing. We're not going to talk about it on this podcast, and that's all you have to hear. You'll hear about the 3 Hertz and other trainings, probably other podcasts. We may have other people come on here and talk more about it from a professional side. But I don't know if there's other thoughts you guys have. I just think it is not worth the risk of playing like a guessing game if a student is joking about something or says something that maybe doesn't exactly indicate something but can kind of imply it like just don't play around it is not worth the risk go give that information to ryan and let him decide what to do with that information do not let that be on you like it's just not worth it if it has the hint of a three hurt i would say come let me know um again like there's things i'm legally reported to um report legally mandated to report some of these i'm not legally mandated to report but we still let parents know because it's a three hurt but the ones that i'm legally mandated to report even if i'm not 100 sure it crosses the line i still report them and i let the professionals make that decision i've been told sometimes just by a phone call from the state there's nothing we need to do or can do about this it's like okay i know it happened and i'm glad that i reported it but there's times that i have been that the state takes a report or maybe even investigates but I don't want you to make that decision for a student, and I don't want to make that decision for a student. I know as a parent of a student now, um, if my daughter told a leader something in any of these, and I was not told because the leader didn't think it was a big enough deal, and then something happened, man, how, as a parent, how would I feel that a leader knew something was happening in the life of my student and just kind of kept it because they didn't think it was important enough to talk about? So that's where I think what Madden said is great. It's not our job to choose what's like what crosses some threshold. If you think it's a hint of any of these things, come tell me. I can be the one to make a decision uh, if we're going to report it or not, or if a parent needs to be told or not, and then we can take steps from there. And I'll keep small group leaders in the loop once things have been reported or if I've talked to a parent um, to let you know, like, hey, this is what you can expect in group this week, or this is what you should follow up with. Um, Grace, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. I do, yeah. I would just encourage everyone especially like after listening to this podcast, this podcast will hopefully help you, but it doesn't give you all the answers for how to react in every situation. Um, so the biggest thing I would say is reach out to Ryan Arnold and ask any questions you have. Um, make sure you know that you're supported in this and it's not all just on your head. If a student shares something really intense, it can feel really scary. I remember that happened um, in my group when I first started leading and I, I was 18 and, and I was the main leader, the only leader in the group. I had people coming in and out helping me, but a girl shared that um, she, she actually texted me that she wanted to kill herself. And it turns out she um, said that stuff often and it wasn't anything super serious, but I remember I received that text and immediately just had a little freak out of what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I respond? How do I handle this? And so I did, I called Ryan immediately and then he ended up reaching out to her parents and taking all the right steps. Um, but I just remember being really scared in the moment and really uncertain on what to do. And the best thing for you to know and take away from this podcast is that you have help and you're not alone in dealing with any of this. And that's why too, like I felt immediately a little freak out. A lot of times when students are hurting, they feel a sense of just 
intense loneliness and feeling alone in whatever difficulty they have. And so that's why it's super important for you to just affirm that you're in this with them now and you're going to help them through it. And Ryan will help you through that. And none of us are counselors. Um, Madeline and Grace are not counselors. I am not a counselor. Um, so it is not our job to counsel students through this. It's our job to listen and to be there and to care for them. And in some of these situations, you may end up pointing them to other healthy things to do in, uh, in response or in replacement of what they were thinking about doing. But that's not our job. There are people we appoint them to. A lot of students in these situations will point to counselors that we recommend where they can have uh, conversations with professionals to receive different kinds of help than we can provide, but we're not. Um, so it's also, I think sometimes we wear that hat, like we need to be their counselor and we're not their counselors. Uh, we're small group leaders, we care for them. And it is a big responsibility to care for students in a small group as a volunteer. Uh, but that's why I think what Grace said, that you're not alone in this. Um, I am here advocating for you as a small group leader. So always bring things to me. If you ever have a question, bring things to me. I know a lot of Sunday nights, uh, once programming ends, there's about a 45 minute to an hour window where I have conversations with leaders about these things. And sometimes it's a leader just asking, I don't know what I should do about this. And sometimes it's like, there's nothing you need to do. Just continue listening. Sometimes here's what we need to do. And we'll build a plan right away. And that means I'm on the phone on Sunday nights for a couple hours with parents and students and leaders, or I'm on the phone Monday with the school counselor or parents again. Um, and that's nothing you need to worry about. That's my job. And again, I would rather do all of that and make sure a student is safe or other people are safe in the lives of students, then we did nothing because we didn't feel like it was anything worth doing. And then we make, get a phone call later that something happened. And I'd rather be on this side of it than on that side. Um, so like I said, this is not a once and done conversation. You'll hear more about this. Um, and if you have any other further questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, attached to this podcast, you're going to see a couple of PDFs you can download that help you walk through some of these conversations. And again, the signs. Um, and our student handbook that you originally read through, it also has signs for this kind of stuff as well that you can be looking for um, in the lives of students and again, how to respond. But thanks for jumping on today. I hope this was helpful and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.